Hey, welcome to the Uncommon Life Podcast, the show where Lewis, Rich and myself delve into topics that are helping us build towards being in the best shape and health of our lives. It's fair to say that we're quite far into that journey. That said, we're changing our minds on various topics as we learn more about ourselves, and there's also some things that we each find uniquely challenging. Our hope is that you can relate to some of our journeys and challenges, and that you find it inspiring and useful as you build towards being in the best shape and health of your life. So, episode five. All three of us are at a point where we're shifting direction a bit with our health and fitness goals. In this episode, we spend some time talking about the new direction we're now heading, why we're changing direction, and also how we're now structuring our training and nutrition to achieve these new goals. This is an episode which I think a lot of people will find useful. It may well end up giving you some ideas that help shape your own health and fitness goals, and also how you might best go about achieving them. Enjoy the episode. So yeah, what we'll, uh, what we'll cover today, um, actually all three of us are kind of shifting gears a little bit, right? Um, in terms of what we're focusing on and our goals. So I think it would be pretty good um, to kind of, one, hear a little bit more about what our goals are, you know, for at least like the short to midterm, and then basically how we're structuring our training and nutrition and anything else to help achieve those goals. And, and like I said, you know, I think this is a pretty good time to have this chat because each sort of, I know that all three of us have been kind of reflecting on where we're at um, and thinking about what the short, you know, short to midterm holds for us. So we've, uh, we've been kind of crafting new plans. So, and also pretty cool to like check in maybe four weeks, eight weeks from here and basically see how things are going as well. So um, yeah, I think just a matter of uh, diving into each person's goals. So um, I don't know who wants to start. I think you should. Do you? I thought you might yeah. say that. <laughs> Me? Like your kettlebells, mate. I'll like dive right into it. You weren't with us last week. Come on, mate. You take take the floor. All right, all right. We can go first. We can go first. I mean, I listened to last week's episode, and and it sounded like you're pretty pleased I wasn't with you last week. So I'm going to pull you up on that, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So I suppose if I think my current goals, I have to almost look backwards to say a year ago when I started on kind of what I would consider to be a longer term plan. I mean, we, we discussed, you know, a couple of weeks ago about my kind of back condition um, and what that meant. And then kind of like trying to think about that long term. So my, my goal today is actually just me reaching a point I planned to get to almost a year ago, just over a year ago. Um, and I feel that I'm ready to transition out to the next stage of, of that longer term plan. So that was very much... Um, getting my movement patterns to a place where I felt good and strong and not achy, um, getting my fitness level to a place which I felt happy with. And then aesthetically, you know, there was the side effect of that, of course, is you're dropping body fat as part of it. And, and I have dropped from from a year ago, just shy of seven kilos. Uh, well, just over a year ago, about kind of 40, 50 months, about seven kilos. And a big chunk of that is obviously muscle mass and a big chunk of it's kind of you know, body fat. But I've just had a holiday, uh, as as you guys know, felt great on holiday, um, and now I'm ready to kind of go back and really try and get stro- put some more strength, functional strength into the body. Um, I feel that I've got the movement patterns working well. I think the form's very good. I've been kind of playing with my kind of squatting and my deadlifts and my kind of overhead work for the last six months, but lighter weight, and uh, I've managed to avoid any injury. I feel really good in those movements. Which I didn't, you know. If I if I went back, let's say eighteen months, two years ago, I definitely didn't. And then it's taken me a while to get to it. 
Um, and so my, my goal now is, is to really try and get as strong as possible. Um, and, and not in a silly way, like I'm not entering strongman. <laughs> I don't mean like, you know, anything silly, but just really strengthen the body uh, in the core movements, which I care most about. Um, and so that that is really what the next, I think really for the next year is what it really looks like. But initially it's going to be kind of, you know, a six week, uh, six to eight week plan where I'm going to increase my amount of strength training I'm doing. I'm going to decrease the amount of cardio I'm doing to make room for it. Um, I'm going to increase the amount of calories I've got going in. Um, and my goal is to try and move the needle on the big movements uh, in the next kind of six to eight weeks. So that is variety so so rich, to squats, just, variety to deadlifts, just, varieties to overheads. Rich, super quick. So it's yeah. like, is strength, is strength your main goal then? How does, how does kind of like muscle mass and stuff fit into that? So, yeah, so my... Strength is a goal, but it's not like the kind of I can't do. At least I don't believe I can do. And the the low rep range, super high weight, one rep max type strength training. So if I was to say, right, I'm going to do you know six sets of four, and uh, I, they were going to be like near my limit. I think for me personally, I run the risk of injury at a level I'm not I'm not comfortable with. Like so so. I, I wouldn't do a traditional strength training program because I mean, you know I think everyone's aware of it that effectively the lo- the lower to get the biggest strength gains you want to be doing lower amounts of reps higher weight um, and so you know big rest in between whatever else I'm not really going to be doing that I'm very much around kind of the the lowest I would go would be around eight reps uh, in a set um, so yes muscle mass really will be kind of if i look at the indicator of success in the next six to eight weeks what i'd be really happy with i'll be happy that all of the movements i've got lined up i've made incremental progress on the amount of weight i'm moving and how easy that weight feels uh using great form rest and, and whatever um and that i have increased muscle mass like they would be great goals if i can pull those off while not adding on too much body fat like really try and keep that as lean as possible then that would be a massive victory i'd be really happy with it but obviously i expect there to be some fluctuations next six to eight weeks but um yeah like another, if, if i get out another, of the muscle muscle great. and another question on that like strength is pretty easy to measure right um <laughs> how would you how would you measure the muscle mass kind of goal i think i would assume if if i'm getting stronger that i am probably adding muscle mass a good way to do it i think it's a fairly linear type thing can we can we get like a shirtless pick today and then we'll get a shirtless pick no. in four weeks and then we'll tell you where you've gained some muscle well, mass. Well, I trust you. We're going to leak it. But like let's, weekly, let's at that. the beginning of the podcast, you could just take your top off and give us a weekly kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. No, I'm like where you're at. Podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I don't trust that, you. You've known you guys for blackmail where you put it on Instagram or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I do. Look, look. I'm... No, we're just thinking well, about I, it. Then he was like thinking. Yeah, I was, to do you know, I was thinking, I was thinking like behind moment. the scenes for you guys. Obviously, we care. Like uh, I'm just, uh, I don't know if I trust you not to blackmail me and put it out there. I'm just, just going through. There. So yeah, okay, yeah. No. I, I I really like the strength focus, and I think for me yeah. though, um, I guess I just want to get into the weeds of it. So because I think having a strength focus goal is a really important goal. Like strength does help so much other stuff. So when you're feeling physically strong, you, it just impacts everything, every other day life stuff. So picking up your kids or whatever it is, like putting your 
eight-year-old on your shoulders if they're tired and you need to walk around with them, all that kind of stuff. So um, what are your, have you, have you done like a base test of your current lifts? So which one, so which ones are you testing? Like squat, deadlift, bench, is it all barbell stuff? Have you got your current maxes? What's the goal? What would be a really good goal over say the next three or six months? And then what program are you looking to follow? to achieve that so i think it'd be good to get into like some of the weeds so many thought. questions i mean yeah. awesome so um i suppose unlike i think if, if, if i was starting completely fresh then you're absolutely right i would i would go do some kind of base level benchmarking around each key movement i care about i'm not starting from that position i'm mostly starting from a place where i've been thinking about this for a very long time so i've been optimizing the movements that i know work well for me so for example let's use a squat I won't do a, a barbell back squat um, yeah. because I know for me loading through the top of the spine across the back um, causes me a couple of issues. Um, yeah. One of them is that I don't have the shoulder mobility to get the form nicely. Um, and, you know, I, I just, it doesn't feel like a great movement for me. However, what I have discovered in the last six months is going working through all the other variations is that landmine squat works really well for me. Goblet squats work well for me. Uh, slight ankle raise really helps. Um, sorry, heel raise because I've got some ankle mobility issues works well for me. So what I've got is, you know, a, a long period of data from all of those workouts where I've established what my max is. Um, and I've done various rep ranges. I've done five reps. I've done 12 reps, 15 reps um, to a point where now I'm really comfortable with what the what my one rep max would be ish if I assume that let's say five reps is around 70% of one rep max. Um, so I'm at a place where I could take all those movements and I have done and, and said, right, well, I'm going to be doing this variation of squat and this variation of squat looks like this. Great. That's my base. And so now I'm just going to take that and now move it forward. So I'm starting from a place where I've got like a lot of data in all the core movements and the movements I care most about, which you guys would be you know, very used to would be uh, they're, they're big compound movements so they are going to be squat they're going to be deadlift uh, i know deadlift is a bit controversial some people don't like them because of the back mobility and, and whatever else i like the deadlift um i've actually uh i've i got an open hex bar to take some of the pressure off the lower lumbar spine uh, is that what you an open hex bar instead of a straight yes straight bar i start off with i start off with a like shit yeah so i start off with a with with your normal olympic bar yeah. Um, and then I've progressed that now to an open hex bar. Just yeah. again, I've just altered everything much to less, much less impact. Exactly. Back, just sure. focus on. Yeah. I'm getting tightness in a certain area. Right. Let's not push that. Let's move away. Find a find an alternate. And like the, the the bench is another one. I have no issue with bench press. Actually, I ha I have the mobility to do it, but I prefer using dumbbells and, and having the shoulders slightly in. So therefore, same thing. I won't be doing kind of your flat kind of barbell bench press. I'll be doing dumbbell flat bench where i can just have the shot of the kind of a slight degree angle on, on the press so they're they're the big movements so so a squat movement a hinge movement uh, a pressing movement a pulling movement and an overhead movement they're kind of built in and then i'll be doing kind of uh, a series of those throughout the week you mentioned you've got session. your new double kettlebells are you going to be doing i did double, yeah double kettlebell presses is that going to be one of the uh exercises? that is one of my movements yeah um uh, you know the, one fun thing I like about kettlebells is actually the ability to to walk around with them. So mm. farmer carries is obviously like a great movement. And then um, a movement I was doing a lot when I was away, actually, because of limited equipment, was kettlebells overhead and just walking around while, while you're holding them overhead. Like it's just a nice way to for, kind of force shoulder stability, core stability. Um, 
And then um, I was, I have got some kettlebells, but I just didn't have enough. And I think when we talk about strength, just to clarify, and I know this, this is really important to you, and I've seen this a lot of your workouts. I, I, I care more about strength in everyday life. Yeah. So one of the things that I think the gym is you get really strong in a particular movement. The issue with that is a lot of those movements don't naturally translate great to everyday life. So, you know, if you go, I think you earlier say, you know, pick up the child, put them on your shoulders. Yes, you need the strength to move the weight, but also it's in funny angles and funny positions. And so I really want my gym workouts to enable me to build kind of all round strength for everyday life to get older. So life, like things like kettlebells, the sandbags I've just ordered as well. It's, it's really a lot of it. I think I'm ready to strengthen the whole body versus just a singular movement in the gym. So that's a big part of what I'm kind of trying to kind of push towards as well. When I say strength, I don't just mean, yes, I can now bench an extra couple of kilos uh, than I could a month ago. Yeah. It's now going to be, not only can I bench them, but also actually I just feel that my my muscle groups are stronger to move weight in awkward positions without getting injured or risk injury. Yeah. Um, to- so, so you're going to have some consistency in obviously the movements you do over the next six to eight weeks, and you're just looking to get progressively stronger in those over the eight weeks, right? Yes. Essentially. You might need to go get delivery? your doorbell, by the way. Was that the doorbell? That's my delivery. delivery. You carry okay. on, and I'll be back shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. I don't, when he said the landmill squat, was it landmill squat? What did he say? Landmine. Landmine squat. What's that? Uh, so it's kind of like, um, I have a landmine attachment and uh, I could probably just even try, try to bring it up. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I'm just like, oh, you, can you like share screen on here? Oh, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, you let's can. Have a look. Get all techie. Um, oh, let's do that. Let's bring this podcast to like, you know, teams and everything these days. Share the exercises. Great show. So that one will probably work. I don't feel he really wanted to tell us what his current weights are. So okay. <laughs> What's that? Did you did you hear that, Rich? Tell you what current weights? I don't think he wanted to tell us what his current weights are. So to say, I'm currently using a 24 kg goblet squat. I would love to use a 32 over the next eight weeks. And get eight reps on it. Oh, I go I, I could share that. I don't give a damn. I mean, <laughs> there you go. The slam So I would do a my squat right now, um, depending on how many reps I'm doing. But let's say I'm doing 12 reps up at 40 kilos. So there'll be two blue plates for me yeah, nice. on a bar. And I'm using an Olympic bar, 20 kilo Olympic bar. So that'd be 60 kilos for 12 reps of that would be my standard kind of comfortable position. And then if I turn that to a thruster, which includes pushing it above head, I would yeah. then drop that down to kind of 30 kilos on the, on the bar. That was great that you just put that video on there, Daniel. I love that. Yeah, we should, do, we should, we should actually do more. Did you hear any of the sound of that video? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't hear any of the sound. Uh, uh, it's, it's started, a little bit. Because it was a bit weird because it started playing the sound off in my ears and then I, oh, then I muted it. I didn't hear um, it. So, so like going a little bit higher level then, it sounds like, like you're, you're obviously going to, be focused on muscle mass, sorry, muscle mass, and also strength over that kind of six to eight week period. But how are you like broadly structuring your training program? Like, what what does it look like on a week to week basis at a kind of macro level? How how are you putting it together? Yeah, so um, actually, Daniel, obviously, I sent it to you, didn't I? Like, literally two three days ago. Yeah, so yeah. you know, it's an open question. Um, to get again, get feedback and, and look. And you stole so, half of it from mine anyway. So and and I did pre- take up, a lot of inspiration on it. I'm not asking yeah. the question for, <laughs> for the benefit of Lewis and the viewers. I know it. Yeah, for the benefit of listening to you, so, sorry, no, I can Daniel, just answer it if you want to chill out. I'll yeah, just I mean, you go for it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Right, go um, 
like they, um, Danny has a great personal trainer who's uh, done some really, really clever programming. And I, uh, when I was on the holiday, uh, my previous program I was using had ended. Um, I, and I timed it that way to end when I went on holiday. Um, so I stole, I stole Daniel's workouts um, and uh, did them when I was on holiday. And I loved them. I thought they were great. They were really, like, really interesting. Very, they worked well for me. I, I really enjoyed them. So uh, I used that as a base and then tailored them around kind of my goals and my needs and added into it. So the way that I'm kind of looking at the next chunk of time ahead is three work, three, three full body workouts a week, uh, which is weight orientated. Um, and each of those workouts, sorry, three full body workouts a week. Uh, and then Sundays is my, my cardio day. It's like a weird therapy thing I have. Sunday mornings is always my time where it's just endurance or cardio of some sort. It's just, it's always has been. It's something I like. So that will be probably a bike session or, you know, some, some kind of intensity. So probably an hour of zone two followed by half an hour, VO2 max type stuff. Like that will always be my Sunday mornings. That's a psychological need more than anything else. I think there's no real answer apart from that. Um, the three full body weight training sessions will be structured in a way where they're superset orientated. So there'll be three supersets, um, like an A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2. Um, those supersets, the first one is always the heaviest one. So the first exercise is always the big movement I care most about. So that'll either be the bench, the squat, or the deadlift. Um, followed by supplementary, um, the supersets, you're just going in between them, short rest and go again, and then it'll be three sets. Uh, and then, you know, same for another superset of different muscle groups, another superset of another muscle group. So that, for example, might be something along the lines of, you know, a push and a pull to begin with, maybe bench and a row. Um, it might be kind of a squat and an overhead. It will be kind of balancing, allowing one muscle group to rest while I work another muscle group. Uh, complementary. And then each of those workouts has a finisher. Uh, and that's exactly one of the big things I have stolen from uh, from your personal trainer, Daniel, is, is I think they're, they're really well structured. They're great. Uh, and a finisher is where you have two or three exercises um, that you just do for, let's say, three rounds with no rest. And, and they're quite powerful exercises. So I think one of them is um, it's like pull-ups plyo push-ups and wall sits or you might be you know they're just they're just interesting movements um farmer carries followed by um kettlebell swings followed by you know an ab workout of some sort like they're just they're just simple movements that just kind of get the heart rate going at the end of the workout and uh, i quite like those so that's kind of that's kind of the structure um and then you know, what's important for me is at the end of the week, the total volume of each kind of major movement is significant. So I don't just do squats on a Monday and that's the only squatting I'm doing. That You will find that I am working that movement in the other workouts too, but they're just in either slightly different forms or they um, have less weight or less structure. So for example, let's say if I'm squatting on a Monday and the squat on the Monday is the heavy one. So let's say it's eight reps. Um, let's say it's kind of, you know, a landmine squat on a Monday on the next workout, which will be a Wednesday or day one and day two, that Wednesday will probably have a squat movement in there, but it might just be bodyweight squats or it might be step-ups. It might be um, it might be lunges. It might be goblet squats, but it might be 12 reps with slightly lighter weight, whatever. It, it's just still working the same muscle group, but just slightly different form to ensure that you know, there's a lot. There's still plenty of volume through, through the body. Um, yeah, and, and that's the structure, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be good fun. Um, and for me, that's like... I, I that is a good hours workout that will take an hour um but it'll be uh, it'll be good and fatiguing so so three full body weights one kind of cardio session are you doing any other cardio outside of that one cardio session or yeah and, and then then i just keep my activity high um 
for me, walking is is naturally part of my life. So um, I always walk for you know, my 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 condition requires me to walk, and it's also a mental thing now. So I, I generally like get up and get going first thing in the morning anyway. So I would generally get an hour's walk in when I wake up. And then I generally try and sneak another kind of 45 minutes to an hour walking throughout the day at some point, even if it's just around the house. Or it's so time consuming, isn't it? Like once you start so, to set a step goal, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is like yeah. an hour and a half commitment every day. Like, and you can't help right when you're walking like, oh, let's get this open. I'm just going to start running. Like, like just get it out of the way. It's pain the the point because running exactly. is walking, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, it's, it's definitely not not great. And I, I, it's so annoying. I actually bought a treadmill so I can uh, like actually be productive while walking well, that's good timing for the winter as well because that's one of the most annoying things about having a step goal is the weather it's pretty weather dependent unless you're just you know gonna suck it up and do Can't like an hour's walk that, in the rain in sydney to be yeah, honest I know. Like, being in australia it's great you can walk like you know 11 months of the year <laughs> but yeah walking walking i know is really good for you and everyone says it's great for you and it is like totally especially if we think about longevity and what you're going to do when you're in your 80s like I think it's important, but damn it, it's a very annoying method of of doing cardio. Like it's a very inefficient. If you ba- if you base it purely on energy output, calorie burn, whatever, it's, it's you know you, you have to you have to really get into it for mental health reasons. I think more than anything else. Um, um, I'm mindful of time as well. We haven't covered your food yet, which is probably going to be a pretty important component <laughs> to reach your goals, right? So, like, how are you how are you structuring your your nutrition and your food to to achieve your goals? Yeah, I mean, this is the most exciting part of it. I've been on a low calorie diet for a very long time. Um, for me, low calorie diet, like uh, for someone who is kind of, if we use a basal rate calculator, I'm, I've been on around nineteen hundred, two thousand average calories per day which has been a real, real struggle, a real struggle. Now it's worked in terms of what I had to get achieved, but it's not been fun. So uh, now I'm, I'm going back to eating properly. So um, I'll be doing kind of the next kind of three, four weeks at around 2,300 calories per day, 200 grams of protein minimum per day. Uh, that'd be my daily average, which will fluctuate over the week. Um, and just eating well. And then I intend to slowly increase that up each time as well. So uh, my, my goal would be to really finish the year or 26, 2700 per day. Um, and, and, and again, high, high protein. Um, I, 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 my balance is generally 40, 30, 30, 40% protein, 30% carbs, 30% fats. It's generally where I'd like to sit. So I intend that to be the case. Um, mm. Again, as always, whole foods as much as possible. Like just avoid the processed foods and then um, just eat good quality whole food. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's the plan. Good plan. I look forward to hearing about the results over the next. Uh four to eight weeks with the strength goal yeah and, and so i'll share the workout with you actually in the whatsapp chat so you can get your thoughts as well because some of it is actually also based on some stuff you've been doing too so there's some, there's some yeah, lessons in there um, and then well okay so before before we shift on to me just one question for for rich then um what do you th- what do you think is going to be like the biggest challenge for you with these like new set of goals and this slightly restructured plan what do you think you're going to find particularly hard um the, the, it, it's kind of weird this is actually feels more natural for how i like to work out anyway in fact the last six nine months has been the unnatural bit where it's been right. quite different so for me this actually feels more like okay yeah cool i'm going back into more strength for focus rather than yeah. more kind of cardio focus and like you know i've struggled an awful lot with losing size um as in i've lost a lot of physicality to focus on health, where this is kind of going back to that again and eating properly, which 
you know, I, I definitely suffer from hunger. So my wife is thrilled that I'm going to eat properly again. Um, so, you know, this, this is, it feels like I'm going back to kind of what I enjoy most. So, so it might even be easier. It might, I think it's going to be easier. Like I'm really excited to get into the gym this afternoon, like, um, like, which is a great place to be, right? You, you want to be excited to get the workout done. Yeah. Um, I've actually, kind of, I can't wait. Like I'm really excited to actually get in there and start kind of moving the weights around and or whatever. Um, I, the bit which I, str- I will struggle with is to facilitate this and, and really facilitate putting on muscle mass. I've got to ease off on quite a lot of the kind of the cardio work that I do, mm. the endurance work I've been doing. So, you know, I bike a lot and, that has been a really big deal for me. And so I'm going to have to get used to not doing things I've got quite used to. So I think, you know, like in my last month summary, I think I did, uh, what, 300 and something or other miles on the bike. And that's going to come right, right back down, like right, right back down. So probably I'm going to be doing kind of, you know, maybe 20 miles a week kind of thing to, to just facilitate the change. I think that's that going to be, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have to play with that a little bit. So, mm. I'd love to be in a place where it's more balanced, but I, I just know that I've got to figure out what the volume level is and what the volume my body can take. And mm. when, when I up the volume on, on this, the supersets and therefore a lot more volume on the joints and whatever else, what's that going to mean yeah. for all the other things as well? So there's a bit of a balance to that, Daniel. I think that's the struggle. The struggle is just giving my, my body time and not rushing and seeing how I settle over the next kind of yeah, four to six weeks. And of course, the real struggle will be if suddenly I start piling on body fat because I'm up in the calories, my body isn't adapted to it yeah. enough. And so I've got to do that steady and slowly. But, you know, it's, 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 it's a it's long-term game. Like I said in the very beginning, this I've been, I've been preparing for this moment for a very long time. Um, and again, I'm really comfortable just expecting the results to take 12 months. And, and I think that mentality means it's, it's, it's fairly, fairly kind of relaxed. I don't expect strength. Like, I'm not 21. I can't expect my, to be increasing my... my <laughs> I can't go increase my squat by 5% every week. Like that's not going to happen because of, I'm, I, like I say, I'm old. So therefore it's, uh, it's been much more realistic about how long it takes to increase strength. Nice, nice. It's going to be interesting to check in in eight weeks' time and see how the strength's going and see how, how you feel the body composition is uh, switching up. I'm looking forward to the uh, top indeed. of the videos. Yeah. Just for you. Just for you. That we can share on <laughs> Just post it in the WhatsApp channel the WhatsApp week, and I promise we won't pull it out here as a collage. Like, I promise. <laughs> just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe a word of that. <laughs> Start photoshopping my face onto uh, onto Seba. Let's pivot. What are you? Uh, what are your goals, man? Um, yeah, I think mine's going to be fairly quick because there's a lot of similarities to Rich's. Um, and like he just said, he stole half my shit anyway. So um, <laughs> I don't have to talk too much about it. No, like very similar to Rich, like in the last three months, I've been on a pretty strict cut, you know, like really controlling my calories at 1900, doing an awful lot of activity. Um, and I've lost about, I think, five and a half kilograms over the last 12 weeks. But man, it feels longer than 12 weeks. And I think that's because I've actually really been focused on trying to lose body fat and lose weight for probably the best part of a year, but the six to nine months that came before that quite strict three months, some of the consistency wasn't there, some of the discipline wasn't there. So I didn't really get the results. Um, So technically I probably wasn't in as strict a deficit as the last three months, but it feels like I've been going on this journey of trying to cut weight for like a year. And I'm pretty pleased with where I'm at in terms of how how things have shifted around like body wise and, you know, haven't lost, 
much strength or I haven't gained strength, but I probably stayed about static and, and I feel really good. But um, yeah, it's time for a change. I think I've, I've, it's diminishing um, returns if I try and push any further. So like Rich, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go into a kind of phase now where my goals are really twofold. I, well, actually, my core goal really is to gain lean muscle. Game that's muscle. what i want to be doing yeah. um and and like rich you know I, I can imagine myself having this goal all the way through to the summer next year where i might then cut um and i want to get stronger and and obviously you know getting stronger is going to be a by well you know in terms of gaining muscle you know one of the one of the ways you know you're going to be doing that is getting stronger as well so like rich it's gain lean muscle um i don't want to put too much body fat on so i'm going to be keeping an eye on the mirror i want to do this very slowly um, very carefully. Um, so lean gain is really kind of like how I'm thinking about it, but it's gain muscle, gain strength. Like that's my goal now, which is, you know, very, very different from the last year or so. Um, nice. Nice. And you did mention yeah. to me the other day, how excited you were about doing some of the workouts. Have you enjoyed them then over the past week? Yeah. Like, like last week was my first week, uh, of, of being on the new program and it is more enjoyable. I think just the switch up, um, is more enjoyable. And, you know, uh, we'll talk about like how I'm structuring my training to, <laughs> to kind of achieve all of that but like I'm, i really enjoyed the first week on the new plan um right. i, th I think yeah, it's important I, to emphasize just here as well though because richard said how excited he is about going into the gym you're saying how excited you are about kind of like yeah. in your one just how important it is to mix things up occasionally and actually yeah, yeah. reset what your goals are because if if it's getting to the point where you're just feeling a bit blah then just like change it up and switch it up and think what do i want to do next it's like what do something that's going to make it fun and enjoyable yeah and you're both super excited about it i mean when i talk to mine I'm, I'm quite excited about what i'm planning on doing so actually having a goal and changing things up really does get light a bit of fire and get you a bit more excited so that's definitely a good thing to underline yeah i think this time has been coming for a long time for for me and rich right i think we we both kind of one of our learnings from the last kind of year or so is really you don't want to be in a deficit for a really long time because it just becomes exhausting and draining you know probably six to eight weeks is going to be the longest for me going forward um so yeah i'm, I'm like really keen and um excited to shift into a new phase and like, i talked a bit about how i'm going to measure it i'm going to be pretty chill about it um you know i just want my strength to be going up preferably on a weekly basis but as i look over the next sort of six to eight weeks i want to be getting stronger across the movements that i'm doing fairly consistently i'm gonna keep an eye on the scale you know, ideally it's shifting up a little bit. Um, and ideally in the mirror, I'm staying about as lean as I am. Maybe I'll, I'll lose a little bit of it, but you know, what I don't want to be doing is putting on too much body fat. So I'll just be keeping an eye on the strength week in, week out. And I'll be keeping an eye on the scale in the mirror and, you know, not getting too technical or obsessed about it. But ideally you want to see those things shifting roughly the right way. Um, have um, have you got some specific... Have you taken any kind of like measurements on the strength side of things? So are there any particular movements that you're going to be tracking or monitoring? No, um, the, the movements, like I, I don't know how consistent the movements are going to be because obviously Jamie programs for me. Mm -hmm. They're certainly consistent over a four-week block, but then he usually changes them up for the next four weeks. So I'll at least be able to see over a four-week period whether I'm kind of gaining strength on those consistent movements. Um, they may well show up in the next training block as well. So we'll have to see. Um, but at least on every four week training block, I want to be making sort of pretty significant progress on how much either weight or reps I'm adding to the bar. Um, I, I should be feeling strong. I say, I do, I do, I approach things fairly different. I do approach things a little bit differently. And, uh, I like to have two or three 
key exercises and really hone in on them. Kind of like proper benchmarks. Yeah, real benchmarks yeah. of those are my, that's my, and like do a proper testing day of, and it's yeah. not always necessarily having to be a really heavy weight. So for me, when I was doing my weighted vest, it would be a max, max set with like the 12 kg. And it was a one yeah. day I could do seven and then testing it like six to eight weeks later and I could get nine. And I was like, good, that's definitely improved. So I, but I like to have like two or three real specific <clears throat> things that I focused on yeah. that I um, tested. And I think to your point, Rich, earlier around like not testing really heavy weights as well. It doesn't have to be really heavy weights. So it doesn't have to be a, there are other ways of doing it. So it could be something that you could do between six to eight reps. And then you just try and you keep the weight the same but you try and do more reps. And if you can get eight to 10 reps out of the same way, you've gained strength. So I think it's just kind of interesting. It's kind of, there's, there's different ways of dicing it. There is, but I mean, it's, it's worth noting, I think um, that that's completely true. And I have to do it that way as well. But there is a difference physiologically with regards to how your CNS fires for super heavy weight versus repetition of weight. So if, if we, you know, if, if we look at, let's say, doing a 12 kilo vest for 20 reps of, uh, whatever is, I mean, let's say squats, for example, that's very different on the body than loading 150 kilos on the back and doing one. Like it's, it's, yeah, yeah, completely. They, they are yeah. very fundamentally very different asks of the body. So I think, I think, I think you're right, by the way. And I'm, I'm in, I'm definitely aligned to your way of thinking, especially because of, like I said, you know, an age thing does play a role in this. Um, and my, my frailness of my spine plays a role in it too. Um, which is, I think, yeah, you can definitely use benchmarking of, of, of higher volume. But I just think it's important when we, when we kind of, if we're intellectually honest around strength as a, as a concept, then I think, you know, lifting heavy stuff is actually quite an important thing as well. We have to kind of just, just kind of, you know, be conscious of, of our, our, our ability to move heavy weight because sometimes we need it. And I think that's what, that's what kind of re really resonating for me actually at the moment, which is, uh, fast forward. I know it's a weekend. I was on holiday recently, right? We have to move a load of suitcases around. Yeah. And, and you know, okay, suddenly you've got a, it's not that heavy, you know, two suitcases, let's say they're about 30 kilos each, you know, but there's a big, you, you see it and you see everyone at the luggage place in the airport and you, you see kind of, you know, some, some guy who's, you know, it's in his sixties and suddenly he's got to move 30 kilos and you're like, Jesus, I mean, is, 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 is he going to stand up after that? Like he yeah, doesn't look yeah. well. Mm, yeah. um, so for me, that's when, I, when I'm kind of really thinking around when I say strong, it's like actually in everyday life, I want the ability to be able to just pick up and move what is a reasonable amount of weight. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to go move around. Sorry, you know, Daniel, I, I kind stones, of but... threw things off weight. The way I like to reference it is I like to call it strongman weight, strongman strength. Because you get two different types of strength when I look at it. So you get power lifters that do like explosive power lifting. So it's like one rep maxes. But then when you see, and that's that's not what I'm after. That that's not what I want to do. So I think you and I are very aligned, Rich, in terms of like the strength goals. I, I, it's like strongman strength because they lift heavy shit for a long period of time. So when you look at the competition of like strongman, strongman competitions, they'll do like overhead presses, but they'll do like 12 to 15 reps of like yeah. really heavy weight. Yeah. Or they'll do the truck pull for like 50 meters or 100 meters or like the car. So it's that kind of strongman strength. So like the, I don't know, like strong endurance. That's that's what I re that's what I really go for because it's that being able to pick up a suitcase when you're older. It's the yeah, being able to yeah. carry your kids on your shoulders. It's that everyday physical strength that can you can, that, that you can utilize. 
as opposed to being able to I, I, lift I, 700 kilos for one rep. That just doesn't affect me. <laughs> but I mean, if that floats your boat, then go for it. But yeah. I mean, that, the only thing that would do is send me to the emergency room. So, uh, so no, but um, yeah, I tell you, and by the way, I, I, I stalked your Instagram the other week. I didn't tell you this. I, I, Karen was. I was watching your your pistons, your uh, single leg piston squats back in uh, when you started. You know, you, you I think you just really gone right. I've I've done two. I want to make it to ten. And, yeah. and I watched. I was like that. That for me was like a really good and smart goal. Like it was like it's a bit nuts. Of course, the first thing I did was go outside, find a brick, and go right. How many can I do? <laughs> it turns out not as many as you. <laughs> but um, squats I thought that was a really good definition. There's a really good definition of uh, strength as well, right? That's a, it's a different. Mm type of strength but it's for me it means your your legs are incredibly strong for moving your own weight uh, in that way so if the pistol squats are made, like balance ankle mobility hip mobility just everything that's it and like you re- you don't realize how much strength you need in like single legs or how sh- how much stronger yeah. one leg is to the other until you start doing unilateral yeah. work so i started doing step ups yeah. on, a, on a regular basis and my right leg is so much stronger than my left it's crazy we're box, doing... like single leg box squats as well as a way of being able to kind of do some training around pistol squats they're super hard yeah. um like I, I couldn't do one pistol squat um put, put pulling it back a little bit i think you're onto something there lewis I, i'll have a little bit of a think about that i think you're it prop that sort of kind of like macro kind of benchmark strength test i think suits your training quite nicely because you have a lot of consistency around the things that you do my my training is more varied yeah um jamie tends to switch the the exercises up every block not like absolutely completely there's some consistent themes there like bench might be between two or three blocks but then some exercises go some come back so actually all i really care about is each block you know over the three to four weeks, am I able to put weight on the bar? Am I able to increase reps? And then if the exercises change up and I'm doing something different, I'm not that fast. I just like, can I make progress in the next four weeks? Um, But it is is nice to have a kind of set of consistent, um, I think, benchmarks. It's it's probably a pretty nice uh, way of going about it. Um, My training, very similar to Rich's, obviously. Um, (laughs) Three full body weight sessions a week. Um, Again, super... supersets um to i do less volume than rich so um two supersets are like an a1 and a2 a a b1 and a b2 and then a finisher which usually is is not super hit it's more like functional um usually lasts about 10 minutes or so gets the heart rate up a little bit but it's more like supplementary work so basically three of those and i did those last week they took you know um they took a solid hour hour and a half with a decent warm-up um and they took it out um I thought they were going to be kind of pretty easy because I was looking forward to less high intensity stuff, but they're just hard in a different way. So mm. three full body weights. Um, I'm still going to do zone two. Um, I think it's important to kind of keep that kind of kind of vascular fitness. But I was doing between two and a half and three hours per week. Um, I'm going to pull that down to one and a half, two hours. Um, and then steps, 10K as an average daily. Um, and then trying to get kind of some mobility done, some stretching done. 15 to 20 minutes three or four times a week that's pretty much what it looks like compared to what it used to look like obviously a much bigger focus on weights and strength less cardio um and a bit more mobility um, and, we'll, and we'll see how that goes um it feels 
if, 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 and you know, I haven't talked to Jamie about this yet, so I'll have a chat with him next time I speak to him, but I'd like to kind of sneak in a VO2 max session every two to three weeks. And I don't want to do them too regularly because I think it's going to take away from the goal of kind of gaining muscle. And actually, I don't want to do them too regularly because they're desirable they're to do. Um, <laughs> but, just... um, but you do feel amazing there. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, but not, I mean, it's not like, worth it. Um, as she went, just to go off, when she was saying weeks. earlier. Sorry. Yeah, go on. So I was, I was going to say, Lewis, I was saying earlier, like, do stuff you enjoy. And you mentioned it again just when you were talking then. I was like, actually, there's two things, right? There's what you enjoy doing in the moment. And what you enjoy doing afterwards. Yeah. And VOG Max is a great example of it. It's hell. Yeah. yeah I mean, horrible. four minutes on, four minutes off. Like that one, the Peter Tier one, like four on, four off, three times. I mean. Have you tried it? That's. Uh, yeah, I did it. I did it literally, I think, two days before I went on holiday on the bike. Um, and how horrible I want to throw it? up. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. It However, how good do you feel afterwards yeah. and how long for? So, so there's 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 a element of that which is, is what's the, nice. The thing for me is not so much how 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 good I feel physically after. I think it's no, the mental part of knowing you've really pushed yourself, and it's like you leave you leave it thinking feet, like with, yeah, you, you feel know, good for getting it done, right? Because yeah. like yeah, it's a, yeah. it's it's, it's an extreme myself. amount yeah. of discomfort. Yeah. Like I I I have in the past pulled out of like for example the ten minute um calorie ten minute test. max calories yeah. on on the air bike. You know, a different. It's, it's like longer period than than VO two, but again, it's a horrible test or a two k row or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like it's an extreme amount of discomfort. And I've absolutely pulled out and chickened out like before the ten minutes got out because I'm like, I just can't do this. There's there's a there's a mind there's a mentality that's needed to get there. And when you actually do do it, you're pretty proud of yourself yeah. for getting it done because yeah. not too many people hit that level of discomfort and get to the end, right? Um. So so yeah, like. I, um, <laughs> that's Rich's dog, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the way that that training program is structured. I think it's pretty holistic as well. You've got a weights component, you've got a zone two component, you've got a bit of VO two max component, um, and there's a bit of mobility um, in there as sounds well. Solid. So, um, sounds sounds yeah. So I think for me, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question you asked Rich then, because last week yep. we spoke about injuries, and you've had yep. you've had a, your fair share. <clears throat> Are you concerned about any injuries or now you're doing more, I guess, heavier potentially weights and less cardio or anything like that? No, not at all. No. Um, I feel in a great place. My body feels great. Yeah, um, you know, I stick to the, mostly to the rules that we talked about in our last podcast, right? You know, deload week every four weeks. For the most part, I'm training at 80% until I get to like a third or fourth week where I'll test quite close. All of that stuff. So when I stick to that, it's like my body feels good and I don't push myself over the edge. And um, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, good. Um, the, the nice food bit is long probably gonna... warm-ups. Yeah, nice long warm-ups yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> the... You're warming up Brilliant. the day for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I just warm up and I get to the end and I like, I've got no time to work out. I've got to go back in now. <laughs> um, the food bit is going to be the hardest. Um, and I haven't really talked about the food, but I'll keep it super short. Um, like Rich, maintenance calories i'm not look, trying to go kind of like on steroids here like i'm happy to be at maintenance and just find what feels like a maintenance rate and then i can go into a small surplus so i'm pretty sure that based on what i know about my body and and the last kind of like year or so of kind of learning stuff 2200 calories is going to be about my maintenance um and i'm going for protein 35 carbs 30 fat 35 um but again like 40 30, 30 whatever like they then move around a little bit, but you're talking about close to 200 grams of protein. Um, more carbs, I 
a good 60, 70% more carbs than I, than I was doing before. I was eating under hundred grams of carbs every day. I'm now on, like, I should be hitting about one, six, five and fat just down a little bit. So the hardest bit there really, I, I found from starting it last week is feeling comfortable eating more carbs and more calories. Like it feels bad to me because I've been trying to keep carbs low and calories low. Um, and just trying to kind of keep that whole foods 80%, that 80-20 that split. Like the, the biggest challenge for me, regardless of whether I'm on a deficit or whether I'm on a like like this kind of like zone, is just sticking to my calories and macros and making sure that my food sources are good. Like I know when I do that, I get results. And I know when I drift away from it, I I don't get the results. So um, I think that's going to be the hardest thing for me, sticking to the, and to the food. Plan. have you felt any benefits of increasing your carbs so i don't, I don't know if like you've been on low carb for i think really yeah. for a very long time i think as long as we've been talking about this you've been on low carbs so have you felt any benefits last couple of weeks have you kind of taken that up a bit yeah i i think i've just you know what it's like when you're in a deficit right like by the time you get to the end of the week it just feels a drain and then you do it again and then you do it again and last week didn't feel like that i just felt more normal um so, yeah, like I know I need to do that for the weight sessions, but I just think, yeah, last week it felt very, very different to being in a deficit, having slightly more calories and slightly more carbs. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's, I haven't noticed any results, obviously. It's only a week, but I'm noticing that I feel better. I, don't, I, I still think I'm somebody that probably wants to keep carbs on the low side in general. Um, so I don't want to go too crazy on it, but... You know, 166 grams of carbs is still not that mental. That like, yeah, it's, it's not that food. high. It's yeah, so and then, you know, and when when yeah. I'm on a kind of weight kind of or like a muscle gain program, ideally, I probably want my carbs to be at more like 35%, maybe get as close to 200. Um, but again, slowly, right? So um, we'll see how things go. I always find I feel a bit sluggish when I go too high on carbs, though. Yeah, so I think exactly. it also we'll depends on like your body type, right? On what your what you're used to what you're accustomed so i generally gravitate to just eating a lot more meat and protein and fat but i have i'll have yeah. a bit of cost but I, I also love sugary food and i think i mentioned this to you the other day daniel so when i start i can't stop and i'm just an absolute glutton you had a christmas pudding episode I right did. i had a christmas which is, pudding. Which is a strange thing to do in august that wasn't even the half of it so i had so i, <laughs> I was saying daniel the other day so on saturday last weekend i was fully off plan nutritionally like friday saturday sunday and uh it was just saturday afternoon we were watching football and uh i got a snack it was just fancy a snack and i was like oh in the pantry i think we've got a christmas pudding from <laughs> like christmas <laughs> And I went, heated up a Christmas pudding, smashed it. Oh, I did tell you this. I didn't have any cream to put on top. <laughs> this is how much of a whole milk on it. I got condensed milk out of the pantry and I poured some condensed milk over it. This Jeez. this is why I have to be like pretty on it because I'm all or nothing. I'm the same. I'm the same. It's, I'm uh, the same. I get so indulgent. Yeah. And then on, I I'm not sure I could get to the condensed milk level of indulgent though. I think that's... That's a whole no, I mean, new I know, level. I know, but I would have got in the car and gone to the shop and bought some. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this properly. So yeah, yeah, if I'm going to eat Christmas pudding in August, I'm going to eat Christmas pudding in August. It's, it's got to have like probably like double cream. Not many people have a Christmas pudding lying around in August. I'm like, just yeah. saying. Actually, yeah, how did it survive till August? Well, we get a few. Like the last Christmas time. pudding. So like Christmas pudding is my dessert of choice over Christmas. So it's uh, I, we'll, and we'll in August like four or five. Yeah. <laughs> 
and there's always a leftover one. In my parents' house, there's always a leftover. I could go into the cupboard now at my parents' place, and there'd be a Christmas pudding in the cupboard for sure. <laughs> leftover <laughs> from Christmas. Good times. Well, uh, look, let's switch gears. Um, Lewis, um, yeah, house. like, wh- where are you coming? Yeah, where are you coming from? And also, what are your what are your goals? Because they're shifting around a little bit as well. Yeah, I have some really specific goals. And I think I'll probably talk back to it. So this time last year, I was really, I was, I turned 40 in October and I set myself a goal for like the previous six months before that to complete the Murph in under an hour. So the Murph is a CrossFit hero wad for people that don't know what it is, which is a one mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, another one mile run with a 20 pound weighted vest and i was training for that with all of my uh weight vest work but then on one of my runs is when i fell and broke my thumb so i then i did that like three weeks before my birthday so i was the training was going and then i just i stopped training for it but then afterwards i thought i really want to oh we get we're bringing it up there you go i love the share screen getting fancy with this huh that's good so um, I was I was going to put a CrossFit game. I was going to put the CrossFit Games one on. But, uh, it's uh yeah, it's a it's video. a good workout. It's a good workout. So I then so I then realised though that I I was doing it with with five kgs um when I was training for it last year, and I was like I really need to get stronger. So my goal over the past like nine months has been, which you guys would have seen with my weighted vest, once my hand was better. So from, it was probably February, March time, I've really doubled down on the weighted vest work. So I've been slowly, slowly increasing it to the amount of pull-ups, push-ups, squats I can do with the weighted vest. And the other week, so last week, I think it was, I, I achieved what I was trying to work towards, which is being able to do 75 pull-ups and dips with a 13 kg vest. And I did that with five ladders of one, two, three, four, five. And it's like a program that I kind of like created in a way which I had a heavy day, a medium day. I do my 20 set days and it was just constantly just the focus was like really laser on getting stronger, but being really steady and progressive with it on those three exercises. Well, I say three, it's mainly the two because I wasn't really going that heavy on squats because it's a 12 kg vest. You can't really go that heavy. Occasionally I'd add some kettlebells, mm. but it was very much the pull-ups and the dips. That's what I really kind of honed in on. And then recently I was thinking, so I now achieved that and I was like, what do I want to do next? Which is why I was kind of thinking about it. And it's the Murph. I'm going to do the Murph. That's my goal, which is what I'm working towards. It's the most perfect goal for your training. Yeah, and I love it, which is part of the reason <laughs> Pull-ups, push-ups, air squats. And it's a... And I think when you when I look at it, it's so I want to do it in under an hour. So under an hour is the goal, and with the nine kg vest. And the reason why I really like that as a goal is it covers all bases for me. You need to be really physically fit to be able to do it because you've got a one mile run at the beginning, a one mile run at the end, and then just the sheer volume that it takes. It's like you you got to be in pretty decent shape to do it. And I like long-term goals. That's so what I don't like having a goal that I'm going to achieve in like eight weeks time. I like something that I can set and forget. And it's a, this is something I'm going to work towards for the next six months. I don't care how long it takes, but I'm, just in my mind, that's how I like to operate. And it's a, that's the goal. And then I'll just slowly, slowly plod along and just be consistent and just kind of get there. And um, that's the goal. So that's one. I love this goal. It's super cool. It's amazing. Yeah, it's inspirational. I want to join in. 
I'm not going to. This is too hard work. Do it. But do it, mate. Do it. Do it body weight. It doesn't have to be with the vest to begin with. Even doing it body do you... weight is like a real, like doing 100 pull-ups in a session. Yeah, it's insane. Is a lot of pull-ups. 200 push-ups with the That's two-mile run. It's yeah. a great workout just even without the vest. It's like an awesome workout. Cut. Just a couple of questions on that goal. Yeah. Um, do you know what your Murph is right now? No. So I am going to test it. I um, I decided that I was going to do it this week. So I'm going to test it probably on Saturday, if not Sunday. So this weekend, cool. I'm going to get out and test it. You're going to test it with a 20 pound with, or like with yeah, a 9 kg vest, full, right? So 9 kg vest, I'm going to fully test it, time it and see how I go. Nice. Cool. Live Man, stream. So I watch. Yeah, I'm so uh, interested. I'll, I'll have Live stream. I'll have my. We do, do our own little mini uh, cr- cross, CrossFit games. That, you know, that would be super interesting having the heart rate monitor on, seeing like the. That would be interesting. How high my heart rate gets. It's a lot of volume. That's yeah. And and how do you, and you, do you do... feel any of that in your joints? Do you like with? I mean, like for example, your shoulders or like how how do you feel after doing it? it I'll probably feel it the next day, or for a couple of days when I do the full one. But because I've been so slow and steady with my weighted vest training over the past four or five months, I've, I've built up a pretty decent resistance to it. So, and I use the rings, so I'm not going to do kipping pull-ups like they do. Yeah, I was about to it'll, say, are you going to do strict? It'll be strict pull-ups, yeah. So, yeah. which will probably make it slight, yeah, which will make it harder. harder. But um, I'm going to do yeah, strict we'll pull-ups do. just because I, I don't like messing about with the kipping. I, they're not proper pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because it's going to be hard to be. I mean, look, if you're just going to get a benchmark and then just set a decent goal, then it doesn't really matter. But a lot of the sort of comparable, a lot of the comparisons that you're going to like look at in terms of whether it's CrossFit and stuff like that, they'll all do kipping, right? So it's kind of like the way that you're approaching it is, is quite different because the difference between doing kipping pull-ups and strict pull-ups is fundamentally different yeah. like in your in your time. Yeah, which is why I'm trying to give give myself a goal of under an hour. And I've kind of broken it down. So if I can do two eight-minute... That sounds, that sounds super punchy. I'm interested to see where, you, where your benchmark is because the top CrossFit Games athletes achieve it in 35 minutes with kipping. Yeah. So I reckon, yeah. What's the... Um, sorry, and just as I've never done CrossFit. So obviously I watch the games <clears> and do a lot of the movies and I've done it. So between kipping and strict, like, would it be like twice as hard? Like, or... Like, for example, if they say it's 100 kipping, would you be looking at making that 50 strict or 30 strict? Like, what would be the... I reckon maybe, maybe say 65. Is, is there a 60, 65? Maybe. Not quite twice as hard. I think when I was I think when I think was doing kipping at the CrossFit gym, I could probably pull off about five or six, at that time, about five or six kind of strict. And kipping, you can get to about kind of like 12, 13 or yeah, something it's maybe like double. that. So I don't know. They're, they are they are significantly kind of easier. Yeah. So maybe I'll just do 50. That's why they 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 let, they do them in those... Uh, I'm just curious. When you look at your time, let's say you came in at like, you know, an hour and five. But if you did 50 strict versus 100 and you came in at 55, like, like there's just uh, yeah. there's some maths there with regards to your targeting. So that's cool. one goal. But I've also got a couple others. Mm. Uh, the other one is being able to do 10 unbroken muscle-ups. Okay. Nice. So at the moment, nice. I could probably do four, and it, it rings or bar bar. So on the bar, and so I'm going to try and do ten unbroken muscle ups, just because why not? I'm kind of changing changing <laughs> things up a bit, and I'm I'm kind of throwing caution to the wind a bit, and not being so conservative with my not wanting to get so injured, and being a you know what, I'm just going to go out there and see how far I can go with a few of these things. So that's where I'm. <laughs> Are you doing the muscle ups? Are you doing any muscle-ups on your pull-up bar against the house? Yes. 
So are they strict muscle ups then? Like, so you're not doing the kipping muscle well, ups? Well, it's, it's not entirely kipping, but it, it's, it's yeah. not entirely strict. There's a bit of a kip, but the wall is, is right, too yeah. close for me to go fully kipping. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, so they are a little bit so somewhere in the stricter. middle. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. And then the other goal it's is... a great uh, goal. It's no joke doing 10. It's no joke. And then the other one's increasing my VO2 max. So I've currently on, my, on the air bike, so the assault bike, echo bike, I can do my VO2 max tested is like 62 RPM. I want to get that up to 65. And it's like based on weight and wattage. And again, that's a really long-term goal. And that's just something like folks, because to increase your VO2 max is not easy and takes a lot mm. of time on the air bike or running or whatever it is that you're choosing to do. So that'll be just another one. So I've just got a couple of nice long-term goals for the next six, nine months that I'm just going to plod along with. Nice. Nice Love air goal. It. Love the Murph goal. I think that's such yeah, a nice really goal cool. to work towards. Thanks, man. Um, I'll let you know. So yeah, it's a really, like, yeah, it's a really... That'll, that'll feel amazing when you get that, even if it takes a couple of attempts, when you get that, it'll feel amazing. Uh, yeah. Because it's the journey that I enjoy. So it's that knowing that you put in a fair bit of time to get somewhere. And uh, so as I was saying, like, I'm feeling quite up for it now because I've, I've really clearly decided in my mind that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to work towards it. So how, how are you going to shift your training around to to achieve those goals it's going to be really similar so three days mm. of weighted vest or muscle up so it's going to be a push so i always just structure really simply there'll be a pulling exercise which will be either the muscle ups or the weighted vest pull-ups there'll be a pushing exercise which will be push-ups or maybe weighted dips and then there's squats so i'm going to do double kettlebell squats and goblet squats vmo squats so i'm just i just keep same pattern really that so three days a week mm. and i will be doing the air bike sessions three days a week so i pretty much train six days a week now but you're gonna how often are you going to test the murph i see that's the, i'm not going to test it that often i'll be doing the murph mm. training with the weighted vest three days a week yeah. or twice a week and say the muscle up and pistols like the other day I'll probably test it once a month, but I'll vary the volume. So the way I'll probably do yep. it is like one day I'll do 10 sets of 5, 10, 15. I think I'm always going to try and structure it with five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats. So I'll vary the volume throughout the week. So one day I'll probably do 10 sets, which will get me 50 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, 150 squats. Another day I might do 14 rounds to get me 70. Another day, if I'm feeling like I need to back up a bit, I might do eight. And then I'll just constantly play around with it. And if some days I'm feeling a bit fruitier, I might try and do the, the 20 sets. But I won't always time it. It will just be a just building up the work capacity. So I'll probably test what, it. What about the running? Mm, yeah, I was going to ask about the running. Yeah. You're going to do it. Yeah, what about the running? So obviously, run you, you've been, I mean, you're a massive air bike advocate, right? Yeah. So, so. Is running kind of, you're going to creep that back in, drop that out, drop the air bike out a bit for the running? I'm going to see how... Just, just go with it because it's not that far anyway. Yeah, I'm going to see how I go just with the air bike, doing the air bike workouts three days a week. I might go for the odd run before the workout, but then for the one after. I guess the way I struck, and I, I, to share, so I train at home in the morning first thing, 
because I've got the kids at home. So I've got the three kids. So I can't really go for the run because they tend to wake up at like 6 a.m. or 5 30 once I'm downstairs. So they'll then go yeah. and wake up my wife and bother her. So I like to be <laughs> in the house and then they come downstairs, they see me. So instead of, so the runs I'll probably try and do if I can sneak it in like a workout at lunchtime or something or if i'm up at five yeah. and i'll go do the run before then do my pull-ups and then finish on the air bike so i'm going to do a little bit more running but um i think because it's just the mile and i'm doing a lot of work <laughs> on the air bike i think it should yeah i wouldn't I, I personally would even sweat it i remember a while back uh, at one point i ran I, I was doing running quite a bit and then i stopped and then i basically just did crossfit with a lot of air bike and then I remember picking up running and I was super surprised with like normally when I would run and then you stop for a while, you really regress and you have to go back to the beginning again. You normally got to walk, run to build it back up. And I was super surprised with that my actual level was, was superior versus when I last ran. So I think like the air, like the, the cardiovascular you're going to build on the air bike, particularly with VO2 max and stuff like that, it's going to be super transferable. Mm -hmm. Thing is, it's probably not the cardiovascular risk, is it? Because that that that's fine. It's going to be more the the movement on the hip and the joint and the adductors yeah. and the impact. Yeah. Because if you suddenly go smash that mile, and because you're going up against time, and if you're if you're anything like me, that's going to be a quick mile, right? We've got time. We've got to, we've got to get done in the hour. Yeah. You can't be dawdling. You're going to put your foot down a little bit, and all that impact is just not something you're going to be used to. So I don't know. I feel like. Maybe once a week getting out from our fast yeah, pace is probably going to kind of be useful to do. I think where I'll probably feel it is on my ankles and my calves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's those right annoying little bit. bits, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I need to do a bit. I just, I just remember because I went out, um, I mean, this is a few weeks ago now. I did some hill sprints for the first time in ages and I was destroyed. Not cardio wise, mm -hmm. but that was never, that just was not a concern. It was the the adductors and the kind of yeah the ankles and the the hips were just it's just different to being on the bike. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. It hurt. I'll let you guys like, know. like for like uh, five days. It hurt. I'll keep you posted. Are you changing your food around? No, so I'm I'm pretty much eating at maintenance. I've I've eaten. I've yeah. been a bit off the uh, off the plan for the past couple. Christmas of weeks. pudding. But uh, Christmas pudding, ben, Christmas ben pudding aside. the other day, just like all the good stuff. So uh, I'm just trying we'll to put, get... We'll put, we'll put a link in the show notes to good places to buy Christmas puddings. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the new thing, isn't it? Yeah, your, 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 uh, your carb load into your mouth is Christmas pudding. <laughs> Why did you not document it? I, I want to see a picture of you with just like a whole Christmas yeah, pudding and condensed milk poured over it. Just <laughs> with a spoon. It's not a good just, sight. And, uh... in, in, in the Australian sunshine in August. <laughs> <laughs> It's very strange. So, uh, what? yeah, nutrition-wise, much the same. So eating at maintenance, just keeping an eye on things, trying to be fairly consistent. Love it. I was going to throw um, something in here awesome. in terms of like the training. Yep. Because we're talking about training and a lot of other things. And I know we're at time, but I think what would probably be quite good to share as well, though, is if we have any personal goals as well. And I think I'm looking at your faces and like, they're like, oh, geez, where's he going with this? But I think because we focus on a lot of the training that we're doing and nutrition and other bits and pieces, but there's a, there's another part to us as well, though, which is we're all like husbands and dads and other pieces as well. So I think just what I was going to share, which I think was awesome, was the newsletter that you sent through last week, Daniel, um, mm. and the point that you made around the article around presence. And it really resonated with me around how much time we spend thinking about the future and 
like planning for things going forward. So as well as the, you know, nutrition, diet, training, all that kind of stuff, something I'm, I'm also thinking of like looking at is like really being present in the moment because it really resonated with me. And a lot of the time I could be thinking forward, like what job should I do next? What career plan am I doing? Like what holidays should we move out? Like instead of actually just really enjoying the current moment. So I thought I'd share that as well, because that's something I'm going to be thinking about just enjoying the here and now or trying to anyway. Nice. Nice. I like it. Um, I don't, <laughs> I mean like that article was like resonated a lot with me the sam harris um it was a transcript of a, of a talk he did um and it's actually pushed me back into into meditation um right. i subscribe for his uh, waking up app so um that is that is something I'm, I'm trying to get back into as well has that helped um i've only like done it kind of two or three times in the last week or so it's, it's a habit i find really 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 hard to to string together meditation um but yeah. i want to give it another go so yeah we'll, we'll see whether that sticks um it was a good article thank you for sharing that did you read it yeah. rich all right man. resonate with you at all? no and i wouldn't either and then i won't rude. meditate rude. i mean rude. <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not that deep though so i'm, I'm, a, I'm a very simple being <laughs> gonna, gonna have a give, give him his there. chicken and his steak and uh and his uh just, and his just bike feed me and let time. me go <laughs> fair enough all right Cool. Um, yeah. So what, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll mark a kind of point eight weeks uh, in the future, and we'll have a chat about how we're doing. And like Lewis, your goals are are actually kind of much more measurable than probably how me and Rich talked about it. I love the fact that they're kind of very performance focused, and you've got a very clear black and white like this is what I'm trying to achieve. So it's going to be really interesting to sort of have a chat in eight weeks' time and see how my me and Rich are moving towards our kind of like muscle gain and strength goals. But also, yeah, you know, particularly your Murph goal and your other kind of performance goals it's, it's going to be interesting to see how close you are to it. i love that Murph goal in fact i like i'm yeah. sitting here thinking my sunday endurance cardio session i'm actually going to have a crack at the Murph and see how hard it really is so so i can kind of sit by and kind of cheer you on for the sidelines because it sounds it sounds hard but also awesome do it man because yeah that, that kind of touches on your competitive side doesn't it yeah <laughs> you don't even want to unlock that like, yeah like it's it's, it's my biggest my it's, it's the biggest uh biggest problem i actually have I'll, I wasn't in your injury podcast last week, which is good because my list is is, is endless. And the, the common theme is that uh, I get carried away and get competitive, then then push myself and injure myself. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's good that uh, I don't get involved. But I think um, I, th I think when of all of our goals in this conversation, yours is by far the one that feels to me the the most motivating. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine, mine, my goals compared to yours, Lewis, that they feel a bit bit fuzzy. And actually, I think that's that's okay because <clears throat> for me, I've I've actually like as you were talking about your goals, I actually got more excited about your goals than mine. But I have to remind myself that the, those goals would not be smart for me. Yeah, I know that what you're approaching, and, and for me to have two concrete goals, particularly around kind of like strength and movement, that they, they move me towards injury absolutely. So I think, um, but there is something about the concrete nature of them and the sort of performance nature of them that's like super sexy. It's like, they sound real cool. Mm. Like, uh, I wouldn't mind having a crack at that, but I'd get about 10% along and I'd injure my back and it wouldn't be good. So um, no, no, I'm, I'm happy with my fuzzy goals. Or an air bike goal. Because you've got the goals on the air bike, haven't you? Like, I know that's not aimed at the strength, but it could be something that wouldn't be as impactful. It could be a... 
with the VO2 max could yeah. be something as well, right? Like, so I'll, I'll do that. I, I haven't even thought about how to measure um, the VO2 max one, but I'll, I'll do the four minute on four minute off. I'll, I'll basically copy exactly what you do. And I'll have a chat to you about how you actually find how, I don't know whether it's just cadence or whether you do the Watts and the weight and the stuff, but I'll find a way of being able to kind of get my number. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, improving that, that's probably one decent uh, concrete thing for me to kind of add to it yeah. as well. So I'll do that. Your goal's only fuzzy because at the moment it's kind of composition, body composition focus, which is hard mm. to be accurate. I think as soon as you're in it and you start putting numbers on the movements, it won't become fuzzy anymore. <laughs> You'll be able to kind of go, yeah. especially work, work with Jamie or whatever. But I, th- I think also, like, I mean, this is, this is another podcast entirely, so we'll wrap in a sec, but in the last two or three, no, more than that, five years, I've actually let go of trying to have very specific goals in my life. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm generally not happy when I have a set of really concrete goals for the future. And I prefer to just to kind of relax up a little bit and make sure that I'm generally heading in the right direction. And I have a structure of like, you know, a document that I write that kind of like, this is how, this is what I want to be. And this is where I want to be moving. But I'm really clear to not have specific goals because they change and blah 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 it just, it just doesn't make me happy so i'm actually still pretty happy that they're not that specific now that i think about it more. that would be an interesting but podcast they're super aspirational the way you lay that them out that would be an interesting podcast though around the goal setting and because i think because yeah, of the way you're maybe wired, we should do one in the future it really i think it probably just adds too much like focus and pressure on you maybe it's a i have these yeah. goals and i have to do that um so it's, it's a, I, I really like performance goals so personally, it, it, and it doesn't, it doesn't impact me. I like to have something really specific, but I'm kind of, so I yeah, think it does yeah. tend, it depends on the person and how you're wired, but it'd be interesting to kind of talk it through because everyone. Totally. All right. In let's let's say that one for another episode and let's wrap. Done. As usual, have a good night's sleep, Lewis. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Good catch up. Stay out of the pantry. <laughs> yeah, there's no more Christmas pudding. <laughs> Is there no more? They're, they're gone, gone now. Completely gone? No they're more. Gone. Don't get any more in until they're Christmas. Gone. That's they're what gone. most people let's, do. Uh, Daniel, let's uh, <laughs> offline. We'll, let's, let's send him a parcel. <laughs> All right.